Hi, everyone. This is Sarah Wolf. I just have four quick announcements that I wanted to share with you. If you didn't know, we are also on YouTube. And when I have guests, most of the time we record the videos. So if you want to ever jump over there and watch the show instead of just listening to it, you can just find us at Creatrix Culture. I also do sound baths and the majority of the sound baths that I do, I record it. So I also put those videos up there. If you do want a meditation and a sound healing, you have access to that as well on that channel. I've just been notified that Spotify, now you can rate the show. You've always been able to rate it on Apple Podcasts, but now you can rate it on Spotify. So if you are listening on either two of those platforms, I would love to ask you to give us a little rating. And if you have an extra moment to give us um, a little, uh, what do they call it? Review. That would be great. And... I stumbled across a thing recently called Buy Me a Coffee. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but you can buy my guests and I a coffee. Since this season, season three, is all about my guests, I thought it'd be a fun little interaction to do with you all and my guests. And we will give you a shout out to you or your company or whatever you want us to shout out to on the next show. We have settled on a date on the abundance course. So it is called the 40-Day Abundance Conversion Course. It'll be starting April 4th. So you can just find all the links for more information in the show notes or the links are in the bio. So I'm so excited to be bringing that to you guys with my girl Katarina. And last but not least, up next we have Shiloh and she just announced a retreat that she is coming out with at the end of May with her wife and another beautiful soul. And that will be taking place in Austin, Texas. So you can just go to her links in the show notes to find out more information about their wonderful retreat coming up called Unbound. So I won't take up any more of your time. And thank you for listening. Hi, you are listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf. And today I'm actually really excited because Shiloh Takala is here with us. And we just discovered before we hit record that we are both Finnish girls. And this is like a really like awesome link discovery, as well as we're star seeds. So, <laughs> and we also met in the tribe of Joshua Tree, which if you've followed this podcast now for a minute, you've met many of our tribes members. And Shiloh's wife was on here a couple of weeks ago where we did an Akashic record reading and that was fun. And now we're connecting with Shiloh and she's also an Akashic record reader and healer and a multi-dimensional connector. Mm -hmm. So welcome Shiloh. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So we were also talking about this, this aspect of what you are tapping really in deep doing and helping people. And it is this multi-dimensional connecting people to their multidimensional selves. Do you want to expand on what that is, what that means, what that looks like to you? Yeah. So I will say that I've been consciously astral traveling since I was a kid. It's one of my greatest gifts. And it's something that I really believe is, is an important tool for others to really hone in on right now as the, you know, acceleration of 
um, the frequencies of the planet start to speed up, we're really tapping into these multidimensional fields. So having the tools around that are so important. I also really feel called to breath work and sound therapy and medicine journeys through uh, psilocybin and ayahuasca. And these are all modalities that I've really found to be powerful for also multidimensional traveling. So I really think that there's so many ways to really tap into that. And, you know, it's such a beautiful thing to bring to others to really shift that perception of, you know, maybe there is something greater beyond what I've perceived this reality to really be. And can you explain for people that might be listening or watching, um, what is, if they don't know, what is multi or what is astral traveling? Yes. So um, we have our etheric body, which is the energetic housing of where our soul resides. And if you know anything about sacred geometry, it's actually housed energetically by the Merkaba, Mm -hmm. which is like the inside of Metatron's cube. So as we... I kind of have some like steps and a formation of really getting there, but basically you speed up the vibration of that Merkaba. And I call in different sacred geometries to really help me with the speeding up of that. And by doing that, you can really safely eject your etheric body, your soul out of your physical form. Um, This is something that we all do when we go to sleep at night. So everyone's astral traveled and, you know, the more clients that I speak with, so many of them have had these out-of-body experiences and have no idea really what the experience actually is. Mm. Um, So I really truly believe that astral traveling in a conscious state is such a powerful tool because a lot of the times in the sleep state, you know, we may come back into the body and wake up and go, wow, something really powerful happened. What was it again? There was a message. I can't really fully remember. So by doing that in a conscious state, we can actually Um, fully integrate the information that we receive. And it's not so much bypassing the human experience, but enhancing it by receiving these higher states of consciousness, information and messages, and really integrating that in a physical form to assist in, you know, the human life and assist in the ascension process that's unfolding. When you were doing it as a kid, did you know what you were doing? Or would this just innately happen to you? Yeah, um, Honestly, it felt very organic to me. I'll say that I grew up with um, a lot of trauma around me, a lot of anger, a lot of fighting. So I really like, I really thought back to the first memory that I have of it. And I would say I was about five years old. And I really think my soul didn't feel safe in my body. It didn't feel safe in my environment. So naturally it just started ejecting itself out of my physical form. And I would be having these out of body experiences. I remember specifically, I used to open up this portal in my headboard and I used to go through this portal and enter um, this different dimensional field. It was full of sacred geometry and I just felt safe there. So I feel like for me, it was just a form of of bringing myself back into a safe space where I felt comfortable in. Mm -hmm. Did you, when you would leave your body, would you stay sometimes within like the room or the space you're in, or you would always just go to into like other dimensions? Mm, So it started, that's a great question. It started off as I would just go into other dimensions, but as I started to get older, it just naturally started happening where I would just have these out of body experiences. So I almost like to call that bilocation where I feel like I'm almost bilocating myself where I can walk around my room or my house, kind of stay more on the earthly plane. And then I, I feel, and this is just my personal um, perception on it. And then 
actually going into these, um, you know, higher dimensional fields where almost like everything else around me kind of dissolves that to me would be an astral projection. Okay. Yeah. I would have like out of body growing up where I would just leave my body, but I would be in the room. So it was almost like in a cartoon where it's like, you see the body, but you're like, you know, the ghost comes away, like almost like it's dead. And then it's like from above watching the scenes play out below. And I could like talk. Okay and communicate with everybody, but I wasn't there. And it was like so trippy. And I, I would get kind of scared because I was really young and I would have no idea what was happening to me. Yeah. And I, I feel like, and that's kind of what I explained in the beginning is I feel like so many people have had these experiences. And the more that I kind of speak on my story, they go, oh yeah, actually I have experienced something like that as a kid. And I think that, you know, it can be a fearful thing. So a lot of the times, maybe it doesn't continue because it's almost like that safety of this feels really unknown. Um, This doesn't really feel safe. This is kind of scary. So it's almost like your etheric body is kind of brought back in to to Mm -hmm. that um, physical form. Um, For me, I've always just been so fascinated with it. So I think I just continued to step deeper and deeper into that field as I got older. And yeah, it's, it's definitely fascinating. And the more that I dive deeper into it, I really feel like there's just so much more unfolding for me to really learn in those spaces. That's amazing. You should teach a course on that. Yes. I'm actually in the works um, in the back end right now of putting that together. So I've had a lot of people actually reach out to me about that. So yeah, because that would be, I feel like I do astral traveling the most in my dreams. I always remember my dreams. Um, since I was really little and I'm always going to different places. And a lot of times my, we were just talking about my cabin, like my cabin's in a little bay and there's an Island like straight out. And then it kind of goes around. And then there's two passages on each side of the Island. And then the cabin sits like kind of at the top. Right. And I always take off from that bay. So wherever Mm -hmm. I go, it starts there. And then like, almost like that's like my, my like portal or like, that's my gateway, right. Is, is the bay of the cabin. And then I go to different worlds, different places all the time. And, And then I've even found like, I'll go back to places I've been before. So I'll go through the portal and be like, oh, I was just here like 10 years ago. Like I totally remember this place. And I'm like, oh, I know my way around. And then I like travel around and do whatever. Like a lot of times I'm just not really doing anything. I'm just like dorking around as far as I know, you know what I mean? Um, But I don't feel like I've consciously astral traveled. Like I go deep and go to other places in meditation, right? But I don't know if I've actually fully known that I've done the process of astral traveling. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting um, how you were saying like uh, almost like in a cartoon where you're hovering over your body and you can see your body. Um, I have uh, walked people through kind of the process of it before. And that to me is the easiest way for someone to start practicing to really, it's really just allowing your etheric body to feel safe enough to eject and be still conscious in that. Because I find that a lot of the times what can happen is that 
if it if your etheric body doesn't feel fully safe in the present moment, it won't allow itself to really fully release, right? So it's bringing it back. And I I really put a lot of like ritual and cer- ceremony around those moments beforehand to really mm-hmm. create that safe container. But that's how I'll tend to walk someone through it when they're just getting used to it is instead of, you know, going way out into the cosmos, which might be really frightening for you know an etheric body that isn't fully ready in the conscious state to just stay in the safe space of the room to go through the steps that I have in place and ejecting the etheric body out and then just practicing really being up in that light etheric body looking down at your physical form and then vice versa and you kind of just do this practice where you're looking up And then you switch your perception and you look back down and you kind of just play with that. And that almost like, it's almost like going to the gym, right? You get that muscle kind of like prepped and ready. And then you can start um, diving deeper into um, some of the the higher, higher frequencies that you can really start tapping into. It's almost just like tuning into a radio station, right? Yeah. While you were like explaining that, I just got, I was just kind of like, shown the reason why that's a block for me is because when I was young, it scared me so bad that I thought I was dying. Mm -hmm. So I think I just like shut that down. So that's why I just got why it, it transferred into dream time because I'm asleep. Right. But things happening to me in awake time. It's also why I've had a really hard time doing like hallucinogens and stuff because I'll get really, really, really scared. Yeah. A lot of the times I can be like your physical body too. Right. Because our third body is energy. So it, it knows, it knows death. It knows all of these mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dimensional realities. Right. But your physical body knows that in death, it starts breaking down. Right. So it's like, Oh, like, I don't want to go there. I'm not ready to go there yet. Right. Yeah. So it's building that relationship. Like we're not really dying. Like I'm going to come back. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm tethered, you know, and just really creating that safety is important. I like, I wouldn't, uh, I've never been put under, And I tell people I won't be put under because I like really think I won't come back. So Mm -hmm. I think like, I'm just actually discovering this through this conversation, like of a deeper thing, like this going back to the childhood disconnecting from the body. I'm like, wow, okay. That's a really a thing. That's been a thing um, that I just think I won't come back because that's, that's a whole other conversation for another day, but I haven't really wanted to be here since I got here. And maybe this is part of our star seed conversation as well. Before I was even born, I tried to come out super early and they had to sew me back in. And then when Mm -hmm. I did come out, my lungs weren't fully developed. And then when I finally got home, I had jaundice. So I had to go back to the, so I was an incubator. Then I finally went home. Then I had to go back to the hospital. So I feel like my spirit has been not really wanting to be in this place at all. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I would find different ways throughout life, not commit suicide. It was nothing like that. But I just sometimes like I just didn't want to be here anymore. Like I didn't like this place, right? At all. And I feel like just maybe in the past year, I'm like, okay, we're settling in. We're here. You've committed to be here. But it's like I'm now 42. So it's like 41 years of me playing this dance of like really not wanting to be on earth. Cause it's yeah. a lot. And I feel like that is such a theme for star seeds, right? Cause I know exactly what you're talking about I feel that so deeply it's not so much oh I'm going to take my own life it's just like these really heavy moments of like I I don't want to be here and like did I really sign up for this and I really feel like you know earth is such a dense 
place that for a star seed coming from these higher dimensional fields, it's really hard for us to fully land in our body and feel safe. And it's almost like that, that deep homesick feeling coming over us. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do think that, like you're saying, a lot of us really have felt like we finally landed and it's almost like the missions and the blueprints are coming online. Like, okay, yes, you know, I am homesick for the other side, but we are here on mission and we did sign up for this. And it may look really chaotic right now in the moment, but you know, this is what we came for. Yeah. And a lot of us talk about this in now different tribes and groups, especially out on the land and all of us really expanding and coming together. Like I was just at a birthday party um, on Sunday and it was a lot of us at this birthday party, but I didn't know these people, right? And I just knew one person that invited me and everyone was talking about, they feel like we're since the beginning of 2020, we're just being magnetized together. Like we're all finding each other like really rapidly and the bond is so strong. And all we want to do now is, is stay around each other mm-hmm. and be around each other. And everywhere I'm going, it's like, oh, you, you, okay. Like, it's just, everyone is coming online or we were so spread out before that now, like, it's like, we're just being brought together to keep activating and doing the work and everything but I couldn't find my people for so long, for so long. I felt like so alone. And like in that, you know, Aubrey Marcus, Charles Eisenstein video, you know, it's like all these years where you're just like feeling so lonely and like, you don't connect with anyone. No one really understands you. And you're just like, where are my people? And that was part of the reason why I would want to leave so much because I was just innate. Like I had a ton of friends. I've always had friends. It's not like that. I've always been very social, but like in this deep down in like my pit, I'm so lonely for people that get it or understand things like I do when I'm not just the weird person in the corner talking about some weird shit or just keeping it to myself when I'm seeing things, knowing things, experiencing things. Cause even when I was little, I would look at adults and I was like, they have no idea what's around. Like they don't, I can tell they don't get it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, um, we had to go through the level of just being so misunderstood. And I get that so deeply, like even from being a kid, right. On the experiences that I've had in the astral field and then starting to go to school and telling others my experiences and then realizing this isn't a normal thing Mm -hmm. and others aren't experiencing on the level of what I am. Um, and then just getting to this point of wanting to shut it down, right? Because especially being in high school, you don't want to be different. You don't want to be, you know, looked at in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So then you just feel really misunderstood. And I get that on such a deep level. Um, you know, 11 years ago, the, the Pleiadians came and made a lot of noise in my life to the point of where like, I could not deny what I was experiencing. And I was very vocal in my friend group and I'm with my ex-partner now, but at the time, my boyfriend. And as I was kind of just explaining and expressing what I was experiencing, I was just completely shut down. There was a lot of people that were really in organized religion and me talking about these higher dimensional beings coming down. I was basically looked at like I was crazy. So then there was this shutting down again, going in the spiritual closet. And 
coming to the land, like, you know, like you were speaking of the tribe, it's, it finally felt like everything started making sense again. Oh, this is why I've experienced these things on these levels. I am not alone. There are many of us here and we are really magnetizing together. And, you know, we really do have um, more strength in numbers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know. And I, I see a lot of like really heightened beings when their environment doesn't allow for them to tap into their gifts and these energies and expand their minds. Um, it does really come, it really comes out in the form of addictions because I know for me to turn things off because I'm highly, highly, highly empathic. The only way for me to, before I really had teaching and, and understood things was to get drunk, to be able to handle energy and people and things, or just even bring myself down to a level where like could just, I mean, I guess in some respects, like humanize me, you know, so like, I could just even relate so I could have relation. And so I look back at that, because when I quit drinking, it was really easy for me to stop because I was at a place where I was back so hard on my spiritual path. And I'm people are coming in that I didn't need that numbingness anymore right and so I, I was able to just like let it go and it's not even a thing for me and I, I really have no desire to go back to that to that vibration so for a long time when I was thought I was an alcoholic I'm like oh no you weren't an alcoholic you were just you had no tools to work go through this life and especially in you I think I think you're a little bit younger than me how old are you 33 okay so I'm, I just turned 42. So you're like on the cusp of like technology. I went, we went through a lot of my life. You know, it wasn't until maybe early twenties, late teens, like 99, 2000, where really like we started having, I mean, we had internet a little bit before like dial up for like years before, like maybe 1996. Right. So I was like mm -hmm. 16. So but not really, you know, and there wasn't much on the internet during that time. So growing up in Minnesota, same thing, being around a lot of religious people, the access to information. Yeah, you had libraries, maybe, maybe like bookstores, I would hang out a lot at like a Barnes and Noble or a Borders, right. But there wasn't really anyone around to teach you anything. And I like think it's great for like the coming up generations is that if they experience something, they can just Google it and they can find what's happening. Right. So it was a lot of just like, like kind of just like walking through the dark, not understanding anything that's going on. And the only way I could do to deal with it was like literally just be drunk. Yeah. It's so funny. I resonate so deeply with that. Um, like I really just cut drinking off maybe like three years ago, but yeah, I was a, I was a heavy drinker and alcohol was just always around. It was, you know, my, my, both my mom and dad, my family were, was a big family of drinkers and it was just normal, right. For me, mm -hmm. um, to be in those environments. And as soon as I got into my early twenties, I started using drugs. And I think that is a big theme with star seeds again, right. Just kind of suppressing all this inner knowing and knowledge that we have because we don't really know how to express it. We don't really fully understand why maybe others aren't receiving in the way that we feel like they, you know, would be receiving on the other end. But yeah, I feel that very deeply. And I think for me, it wasn't until 
I was, I'm going to say 21 or 22. And mm -hmm. I finally came across the book bringers of the dawn. Okay. And that was, that was the moment where I was finally like, wow, I'm not alone. This is who I am. This is my path and my mission. And that inner knowing is what really kept me so deep in my belief system where even though there were people around me kind of, you know, telling me that what I was expressing to them seemed crazy, even with, within my shutting down and going to the spiritual closet and going into many years after that of drinking and, and drug abuse, I never lost that very deep belief mm -hmm. within myself of who I was. And I knew that that was going to express itself eventually in the right way. It was just a lot of, I think, unlearning right? And to, to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was with my ex-husband, I was, I met him when I was 30 and we married when I was 35 in 2015. And I shut during that time, like he was not, he was religious. He wasn't spiritual. He thought my spiritual things were weird. And at that time I felt like I needed, because I was in my thirties, like I needed to like grow up and be normal, right? Like it was like, okay, Sarah, I think it's time that you need to like, you know, you've lived this flighty, crazy, very colorful life. It's time to like anchor in and like, you know, and so I met him and like his family was normal and he was like a good guy, right? And I, during that time, like, even though I would kind of tapped into my spiritual stuff, a lot of things like went really on the back burner. And cause all of my twenties, I moved out to LA when I was 20 and there was a lot of like people and things here to, that were like more advanced and spiritual and you know, whatever. But when I went back to Minnesota and spent a few years there and then got in this relationship, it was like, it, it really like 3D'd me, you know? And I've honestly never been more miserable in my life. And I think I drank like more during that time and I shut everything off and I became not myself because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you just, you need to be a normal human, like, and just grow up. And I got a desk job and I was like suicidal like that. At that point I was actually suicidal. And on the weekends, he would be working in a restaurant and I would just like lay in my hallway, like in a ball more than twice. Like this happened a lot. I don't know why it was always the hallway, just bawling and bawling and bawling and bawling. And I would try to communicate to him. And he's like, but your job pays the bills and da, 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 da. And then I went and like got married. And even though I like knew deep down, I shouldn't, you know what I mean? And literally like, I don't know if I've told this story, this part of the story in here, I feel like I have on the show, but we said, I do blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I did. I think the other week we're coming back down the aisle and spirit told me, well, that was fun too, but it's not going to last. And I'm like, I literally just said, I do like not even 10 minutes ago. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Let's, this is going to be an interesting ride. And then spirit really like you know I did the married thing for like a year and a half and it was just like you got to get out of this thing like you this this thing is killing you and you're not you're not doing anything you came here for like what is this and then so it like things just like really rapidly propelled me out of that and then after I became propelled out of that I went through a major dark night of the soul like I had a roommate at the time 
And I do feel one of the reasons why she came and lived in this apartment for a year was there was a couple nights where like, I actually don't think between her and my dog, if they weren't here, I would have left and I wouldn't have been here anymore. But I was like, I'm not going to do this to this young 21 year old, like kill myself. And like, she wakes up to a dead body and like, I can't leave my dog. Right. But it was so dark and it was so gnarly. And then after that, spirit was like, okay, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. And they're like, you, it's go time. You need to go now. And you need to start doing what you came here to do. And that's when everything just started like, okay. Um, <laughs> internet difficulties still. It's so funny. Every time I'm about to say like what I'm going to say, we get, <laughs> we get cut off. So what I've been trying to say is what I wanted to tell you is that in the beginning of 2000 in LA is I moved to LA in 2000 and there's always been a big metaphysical like energy and community here in different avenues and aspects. So that's where I started to learn a lot of different things is once I moved here and connect with some people. Right. But in the beginning, in the early 2000s, I was working a lot um, with Doreen Virtue's teachings and working with angels and stuff like that. And I remember hearing about star seeds, but at that time, that felt a little far-fetched for me, right? Like I, I, it was, the seed was planted, but I, I didn't fully like, I'm like, ah, that's like, we're getting like a little bit, you know, like, I don't know, is that too weird, right? Because I'm already dabbling in some weird shit. So like, I don't know, is that going too far? Like, are now we just talking crazy talk, right? But she did have this book, which I just pulled it off my shelf because I still have it. This earth angel book. And it, you can like go through this book and like take a little quiz to see which earth angel you are. And she does have a star people section, right? And when I started reading that and took the little quiz, I'm like, oh, I think I am a star person, right? Like this feels like they're like, you know, interested in UFOs, never feel like you be have belonged here, feel like you belong somewhere else. And, but she didn't call them star seeds. So she's just called them star people. And she talks like they're tall and thin and lanky. And now we know star seeds come in every shape and size, but that was kind of like getting the wheels turning for me. And it actually, when it, interesting enough, when it fully came online for me, because whenever I even look in the past, like, I would lie on my driveway and stare up at the stars like all the time. And I would think, but not think I'm like, I just want to go home, you know, but I wouldn't fully consciously think that, but I know that those were little thoughts here. And I would just stare up there and I'd be like, I want to go home. I want to go home. But the whole star seed thing for me didn't fully drop in me until I got fully activated into it was actually the four, four portal of 2020. Mm. And it was around that time that that's when the Arcturians fully came to me. That's when I was guided to just really deep dive in a bunch of information. And before that, in like October of 2019, that's when I fully like, that's when spirit fully came to me was, um, they're like, you need to quit drinking and you, it is time for you to start being a spiritual leader. Like you've done the trainings, you've sat in the corner, you've been in the clot, you know, you've just, you've done all this stuff, right. For years. And people would even say to me, why don't you start teaching classes? And I'd be like, no, 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 no. Like I'm an actor. I'm just going to focus on that. And blah, 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 blah. Like I came to LA to like be in Hollywood, you know, and the whole thing. 
And they're like, no, but you need to. And I was like, yeah. And then I'd plead with them. I was like, okay, well, if you just give me this movie role, then I'll do what you guys want me to do, but I want to do this first. And then they're like, well, that's not how it works. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So it was then, so October is when I started being guided to watch ancient aliens again. Mm. And my ex and I had started watching it years ago. And then all of a sudden I'm just being blasted with this information. I'm like, what is this? What is, and it would lead me to the next thing, the next thing. And I just rapidly throughout from October of 2019 to through 2020 was following these crazy bread crumbs that the one thing would leave. And I needed these stepping stones to bring me to the next place for the next thing to make more sense. I needed to hear this on this show to get me to this. So then when this showed up, I knew exactly what it was and what they were talking about. Mm. And then it was like the minute I opened and I was like, I feel like that I like read about the star seeds and like, which one do I feel like I most resonate with? And then that's when the Octarians like really channeled in and, and dropped in on me. And then, I feel like we have really similar stories, which is, is really funny. Really? I want you to, the point of this is I want you to tell yours after I. Yeah, I'm just, I'm resonating so deeply with all of so it. That's so amazing. And we're both Finlanders and I'm going to touch on that too later. But yeah, so then, then I find out more like, then the different starseed types, then I find out more of like more of what rounds me out of the different lifetimes I've spent in different places. And the most recent has been, with the Octarians. And then when I did the Akashic record reading with your wife, I was literally transported to either home base somewhere, a spaceship or something and fully like that channel then completely fully open, which I was telling her it's been open, but there were times I wasn't being able to connect as stronger until I worked with her and they showed me the channel to get there. So it's an instant connection. And that's why I even said to you, like, I want to, I want a little bit of time before we come in and do this because I wanted to sit in this new connection. And then uh, a few, like maybe six months ago, I just had this huge download because I've always resonated too with the Lyrans mm -hmm. where I had this really creepy dream back at my cabin in the bay. And I'm looking down at the rocks and the, here's the dock and on the side of the rocks where the water goes up to, and laying in the rocks is this ancient thing. And it had a really ancient, creepy face. And they're like, that's you. <laughs> like, mm. that's you. Like this original, original, ancient, 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 like thing. Then that was somehow connected. They're like, you're like bajillions of years old. Like you're so old. That's how we're showing you how old you are is like, you're this weird creature with this old ass face, right? And it was so creepy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not cute, you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're like, it doesn't work that way. Okay, I'm like, okay, fine. So then that brought me into one night about to go to bed and I got this huge download of, I did originate as a Lyran. I helped in creating earth light codes and the codes of creating all of this. And, but I had, I moved on to learn different um, trades to speak, so to speak, or different areas. And that's why I went to these other star places. And then, like I said, recently, I'm coming through this life with the Octarian knowledge and 
connection and um, all of that. Wow. So powerful. And yeah, yeah like, like I said, I resonate so deeply with, with a lot of that. Um, you know, even going back to like the X thing, right? Like even that really resonates with me. Um, like I was saying, you know, the Pleiadians made a lot of noise. They made themselves very known. They made it very known that uh, my last lifetime was with them like 11 years ago. And that really sat with me so powerfully, but I was very misunderstood at that time. And it was very shut down for a long time. A lot of drinking, a lot of drug use happened after that. And about four years ago, I went to Thailand with my ex. We just got engaged. We were planning our wedding to get married. Just we lived a very toxic life together. Mm -hmm. And I was in Thailand and I was sitting at one of these, um, one of the temples there in Chiang Mai up in Northern Thailand. And I was sitting outside of one of these sculptures and I had my first past life experience in that moment. Um, it was Sorry, so what year was that? It would have been four years ago. So okay. What is that? okay. That would oh, have been like 2018, 18. It would have been 2018. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I have this very vivid, not just a vision, but to the point where I was deep in meditation and, and all of a sudden I was in this man's body and I was no longer Shiloh. I was deep in a past life from centuries before. And I really sat with that. I was sitting across from my teacher at that time in that timeline and was basically shown that I've been training lifetimes for this specific lifetime that I'm in now. And to not continue to, to throw that away of, of being stuck in these toxic cycles and loops of drinking and drug abuse, mm -hmm. that I was here on a mission and that I had so much support behind me. And it wasn't so much him speaking. It was just this message that I received. And when I came back into this body, it actually took me a few minutes to fully understand that that I'm back in Shiloh's body and why am I not in that body? And it was that vivid of, of an experience. I was really transcended into another timeline. And prior to that moment, this trip to Thailand had been all party, right? To the full moon parties, dancing on the beach, a lot of drinking. Um, after that moment, it just completely shook me. And I was kind of brought back to... I'd say my, my why of, of why I came here and everything shifted for me after that. When I got home from Thailand, um, I basically told my ex that I needed space. I, I needed to really understand what I had experienced and what my miss mission was, was here. And I went on a medicine journey with one of my best friends. And this was about three months after I had gotten back from Thailand. Mm. And this was still to this day, the most powerful medicine journey I've ever been on. Um, I was sitting, staring at a fire and there were people around me speaking and all of a sudden everything started to speed up. The vibrations in my body were so intense that I kind of started to freak out a little bit. I thought I was dying um, and it was really scary. And then all of a sudden the reality that I was in completely just melted away. And I was in a higher dimensional plane and my Pleiadian higher self walked up to me. She told me that her name was Akaya and that she was me. And she telepathically said, remember who you are and where your true path lies. 
and was just like infusing me with light. And it was the most overwhelming, most powerful experience that I've ever had. And when I came back into my body, um, I, I couldn't speak to anyone. I couldn't walk. Somebody had to actually bring me back to my bed because I like none of my limbs were functioning. Um, I think going into that high of a vibrational field on this dense of a body really took a toll on me for like a whole week. It, it took so long for me to process what I had experienced. And when I left, um, I, when I left the land that I was on, I went home, I was still wearing my engagement ring. And I knew exactly what that message was. It was, I was in this process beforehand of, do I stay or do I leave? And I was like stuck in this fear of the unknown. And I knew instantly that I, I was meant to leave. And I took my engagement ring off and I put it on the dresser and I left and I, I never saw my, my ex again after that moment. And I, I never looked back after that. I just, it was so strong, the message that came through and the inner knowing of who I am and why I'm here. And it's such big things are about to unfold that I knew that it, that was the time for me to really fully step into and embody who I came here to be. And I just really took the work seriously. I spent the next year of my life really in the dark night of the soul. And it was far from rainbows and butterflies. It was a lot of shadow work. It was a lot of, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm strong enough. I don't like, you know, I'm shown all these, these powerful things of who I am. And I, I don't know if I can really step into that, right? It, it, am I really strong enough for that? But we really do need to release all of these stories and beliefs and things that are holding us down. And then I really found plant medicine on, on another level of for for deep healing. I then went to Peru and went on an ayahuasca journey in the sacred Valley. Um, and that's where I met my wife, where we had a very powerful past life experience together, where we discovered that this isn't our first lifetime together. And, um, we've come here to, you know, raise the collective consciousness and assist in the ascension. And from that moment of my higher self coming to me, it was, it was almost like something switched in me. Like it's like you said, it's like game time, right? It's really ready to step in. And I fully surrendered and started listening on a level that still to me kind of scares me because I'm so surrendered into listening. I quit my job. I had a very strong message to come through. I was at the time working as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Canada. So running the largest equipment in the world. And I had this strong message come through of how vitally important it was for me to walk away from that career before my 33rd birthday, mm. because that was the year for me to really fully step into that. And uh, people call your 33rd year. I mean, this is up for debate, but your Jesus year. Yeah. So, I've heard that. I just heard that recently. And I'm like, cause my friend just turned 33 and she's like, it's my Jesus year. I'm like, what? Yeah. I think where that comes from too, is it's funny. Cause my dad always says that to me. So it's funny that you said that. Um, but it's, you know, like 33 is the number of the ascended master and, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus really is one of the ascended masters. So it's absolutely. And I embody that full, full out for me, it was, 33 was me stepping into the vibration of, of the ascended master of like, this is for me to really step into my purpose and to start mm -hmm. taking this seriously and, and, and no longer be afraid of, of my light and, and what that really means and what that looks like. Um, and speaking my truth to the world, right? Because 
as star seeds and light workers, it's really scary. And especially um, now, right? It's it's starting to be more, I don't even want to say a trend, but it's starting to be more vocalized where more of the information is out there and people are starting to understand on a deeper level. But yeah, as soon as I left my job, I basically went traveling. I've, I've been traveling for the last 10 months and with my wife and every single step of the way, we continue to check in with spirit where we meant to go next. So we've been to places where we've opened portals and done land clearings. And we've just recently landed in Austin where we've been called here to basically find a little girl that has put out the beacon call for us to come find her, which connects into my Pleiadian lineage as well. So just in full surrender and waking up every morning with the intention of how can I serve deeper today and what that looks like and how it unfolds. And um, yeah, just in deep listening and deep surrender. Deep surrender. And we're being, I feel like really, cause like, yeah, I, you know, I quit my job in September and just put myself on a totally different path and just been going for and doing all the things. Like I was just walking up my stairs today, coming back from walking Maley. And I was like, I'm so happy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just so happy. Like my life is so full. Like, and I get to do all the things that I love and be around people that I love. And just, I'm not in this like, oh, today I got to go in and do this thing and armor up energetically and sit there and be like, oh, I'm just like, you know, and I, tr- I would battle myself like, no, do this job and be in service and, and bypass the blah, blah, blah. And like all the spiritual teachings. And finally I was like, there's no more spiritual teachings that are going to make me be able to stand here one more day. Cause like, yes, I get to connect with people and that is part of my purpose, but it's not in this way. It's not in this environment. It's not serving food and having people get mad at me over stuff because a word came out of my mouth wrong or their dish wasn't la la la. And like on for 222, I held a sound bath at my house and I haven't done one since my birthday in January. And it was interesting because it kind of like sold out before I could even invite everyone who I normally invite. Like all these, I want to, I went that birthday party, all these people wanted to come. I was like, okay, I mean, I don't even know how many people are coming. So I always just leave it to like, everyone's going to fit. And whoever's meant to be here is meant to be here. And I just like, everyone's just going to fit. Right. And this is a story I wanted to tell you is this actually goes into even the, I a hundred percent believe these what, okay. Rewind to catch you up. Um, one of the things that, cause Morgan asked me, do, you know, do the Octarians then have a message for you when we were in the Akash and in on the ship and everything. And they told me like, no, just keep doing, you're fine. Just do your life as you're doing it. Like you're not, you know, they made a joke. Like you're not meant to move the Himalayas. Like you don't have to do that. You can just like do your life. Like you're fine. All the things that you have going on is like totally fine. Right. They're like, we need you to just stay in how we showed you how to connect. You need to now, and the way they explained it is like, I meant to keep this channel open as I walk through this dimension. So they will bring stuff through as they need to, but don't overthink about it or don't whatever, right? It'll just be a natural like thing. Mm -hmm. And the craziest thing happened is, so we're doing the sound bath and I know a lot of energy comes through. And even in my private healings, crazy shit happens. I've just gotten used to it and trust. And I know like, uh, my friend came over earlier that day and right at 222, we played bowls together because he has bowls as well. 
And he's like, man, this room just like filled up with like galactics and this and that. I'm like, yeah, that generally happens. Like I know now when I open the, the, the space a lot, like ancestors are coming through aliens. If you want to call them, whatever you want to call them are coming through like different, our spirit, everyone comes to the table and the room gets really full. So the more people, the more full it gets. And so we got really activated during that time. And that really helped me before everyone came over um, later. So anyway, I, I now always record my sound baths because I like to put them on YouTube for people if they want to. So if you are listening or watching, you can go and experience some of the sound baths because I put them up there for everyone to partake in. And so I just recorded on my phone and I decided that before I posted it on YouTube uh, yesterday that I was going to run it through an app called CapCut. I don't know if you know it, but I use it a lot when I do, especially for the podcast, when I put it on social so I can do closed captions. So I can do the captioning and it's just an easy video app to do that with. So I put the video into CapCut and I put like, like scan it for the captions. So then it, it basically, it, it pulls in little blocks below the video to show you what the captions are. And then I generally go through and just make things are spelled right. And, and just like things are said correctly. Cause I'm just kind of like, I'm a Capricorn. I'm a little like anal about stuff like that. Like it just has to, you know. And so then I scroll all the way to the end. And at the end of the sound bath, I don't really talk about much cause I do a whole meditation before. And I just say little things like, you know if you want to receive the Tibetan bowl like go on your back and then roll to the side. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need captions for that. I'm just going to delete those. And I'll just have the captions be in the front. And Spirit said to me, um, you know, look through the video because while you're playing, there's some messages. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, that can't happen. That's not real. I'm like, that would be so fucking cool. But that's like, no. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, okay. And then in CapCut, you can't toggle from beginning to end as far as I know, because normally I just do like one to two minute videos. So all I know is I'm like scrolling, 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 scrolling through the video to try to get back to the front because now I'm done and I'm going to download it to my phone and then put it on YouTube. As I'm scrolling, I pass a block of words and I'm like, oh, I think I just missed something towards the end of me talking and I didn't get it. This is so fucking insane. So I scroll back and I can't really find it because I was moving so fast and I'm like going slower and it's really fast. And I'm going to show it to you. And I stop. And at this point of the video, I'm playing the gong. I'm super far away from the camera. So I'm on the other side of the room. And it picks up this. Let's see if you can see it. It says, I love you. Wow. As you can see, I'm not sitting in the chair. You're not going to be able to see on here. I'm like back over here, right? Yeah. And I'm hitting the caption caption picked that up. The caption picked that up. Wow. That's the message. I love you. (sighs) Yeah. That's powerful. Wow. Really fucking powerful. And I called my friend right after. And I was like, you're not going to believe like, I'm like, you know, I would never make this shit up because there's one thing I hold true in any of this work. I do not lie because it will give this work a bad name and we don't need to, right? Like I, I will, even if this sounds like the most insane story, 
I, on my life, my dog's life, everybody's life, I will not even fib a story. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. If it happens, it happens. And that's just it. And he's like, no, well, I, I totally stuff like this happening it's like I find because I have I've had really wild experiences like this as well where it's like it's not even something that you would lie about because you can't even make this shit up yeah I never even thought that this was a thing like now I want to go back and pull all the old videos back in to see if something happens like that because like I wouldn't have been able to make it up because I didn't even know that we could do this right exactly and he's like what's so crazy about it though is it's like it's not something we even to need to decipher. It's not something like it was like, Grandma, bake, John. You know, and you were like, Grandma, bake, John. Grandma, bake, John. What does it mean? <laughs> it's like- It clearly I says, you. I love you. Yeah. I love you. Holy shit. Wow. Like, what a confirmation to the work. What a confirmation to our gatherings. What a confirmation to what we're doing. This shit's real. What we came here to do is real. Like- I'm just like, I just know, like, that was like, you need to keep going because I woke up that next morning and I was like, I feel so full. I feel in so much gratitude for everyone that came over that I love doing sound baths, that I like just everything about it. And then I'm doing that later. And for that to come that like that was so powerful. And then it came to me later is what the Octarians were saying leaving that channel open, they're coming through. A girl that was at the sound bath, she's an energy worker and stuff. She was doing a trade with this guy the next day and she called me or I sent her that because I sent it to everyone that I had their number that came. There's some people I don't have their numbers and told them the story and showed them the video of it and then the screenshot that I took so they could see what it looked like. And she's, she calls me later and she's like, you're never going to believe like she's been working with the Octarians too lightly. She's like, but I was in the middle of doing this trade, giving this guy a massage. And all of a sudden this Octarian lady is standing behind me and filling the entire space with so much love. And she's like, my heart was just like bursting out of my chest. And I'm like, we're so coming, like just even I feel like going through this 222, it's feeling like things are just leading up to it. And even more so now, everything's just coming more and more and more online. And those of Mm -hmm. us that have been doing the work and those of us that have been tuned in, our gifts are just like, I think they're just going to keep getting more powerful and crazy. Yeah, I can agree more. And, And I mean, when you have an experience like that, it's there's no denying what you experienced and what happened, right? Yeah. Um, especially when it's that, you know, black and white, like, I love you. What a powerful, what a powerful experience. Yeah. And confirmation, right? Like you're saying as well. Right. And that, that, and, and that like the vibration that's being put out is positive. Like <laughs> love is being blasted to the room, like from, yeah. you know, from the gong vibration, from the, the, the beings that are in the space as well. Like it's, Yeah, it's really powerful. And I do feel like as well, you know, with these portals opening like the 222, it really is um, allowing the earth's energy to start vibrating at a higher level. And as the earth starts going through this ascension process, it's really a lot easier for these higher dimensional beings to make contact, right? Because we're still very dense to them. So it's almost like 
we have to meet in the middle. Like we have to heighten our vibration to a certain level and then they have to lower theirs to a certain level. So it takes like this, like I said earlier, like tuning in like a, like a radio frequency, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So the more that our frequencies start to match, it, it really will just be these open channels that start to heighten and really accelerate our gifts. So it's an exciting time. It's really an exciting time. And I just wanted to like, I mean, there might be some people like listening right now. They're like, well, what are star seeds? Right. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to give, if you want to like, we can both kind of like piggyback information of what that actually is for people. And and then they might even be like, realize they're part of it as well. Um, What, what is like the big thing for you is what defines a star seed? So my opinion on a, on a star seed would be that your soul didn't originate on earth, which is something that you've discovered about yourself. For me personally, I know that my last lifetime was Pleiadian, but my origin is Andromeda, which mm. actually isn't even in this galaxy or universe, right? It's kind of, um, so talk about like being an old soul, right? It's kind of, um, I've been to that. <laughs> I've been back there consciously once and it's very different than, um, than how our reality works here. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other story, but I I have a dramadin, uh, I've spent time there as well. Um, and one of the guides that I work with, like wherever I spent time, like way deep in that galaxy, like far, 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 (laughs) far, um, that's a whole story for another day. But one of the guides that I work with that I call in ever since uh, Labor Day weekend of 2020. Yeah. I work with, um, with, with this guide that came to me in a healing, a really deep, crazy healing. And then after like, I, he came in and I'm like, I know him, like, I know him, like, and it almost felt like, oh my God, they remembered. Like, it was like this deep, thing way in the back of my head that someone was coming for me mm-hmm. but they weren't coming and then I'm like oh, they came and I like started crying I'm like they remembered and then yeah. way later I sat in and I pulled him back in and I got his name and now I call him into everything I do um but yeah he's from Andromeda as well so we it would be interesting to know if maybe that is where your origin is as well because um if you have memories of being in Andromeda, likely that or even past that would be the origin because that existed way before mm. this galactic system ever did. So they're much older than, say, um, like the Arcturians and Lyrans, um, Syrians, which are very like they work very directly with the Earth because they're in this galactic system. Mm-hmm. Um so it is interesting that that you have had connection with that. It leads me to believe that maybe that is even, you know, you even go further than Arcturian and actually go into the Andromedan um, like galactic system. I would agree with you on that. And I never yeah. looked at it like that, of that piece coming in there. Yeah. But yeah, for the, the starseed point for me is really, if you feel like your soul didn't originate on, on this planet and not to say that you haven't had many, many lifetimes here. Um, but if you really feel like your soul is much older than the earth plane. Um, and then I almost see it as like being a seed, right? Like stardust coming down here with 
this higher dimensional information and almost like planting a seed. Like the vision that I get is like, you know, embedding in the earth and planting the seed to really flourish and grow and spread light here to spread consciousness here and to really come and awaken the planet that has been suppressed in, in dark times for so long. Yeah. I, one of the teachings that really, um, kind of solidified it even deeper for me when I came across, uh, Dolores Cannon's work and she talks about the waivers and when she talks about us star seeds as well and, and why we're here and why there's so many of us here right now and why we feel like there's such a big mission of whatever this mission is that we're so called to do. And it really is to raise the earth's vibration and help anchor in this light. And we've all felt that. Like if you talk to any one of us, we've all felt like, I don't know, I just have this bigger purpose. And like the purpose always has felt beyond anything you could talk about in the 3D. Like it's bigger than becoming like, a rock star. It's bigger than becoming, you know, it's just like something like unexplainable. And you just have this, like this drive or this calling or this pulling of something you cannot explain that you need to do. And sometimes you can't even form it into earth words. Right. But she said how this all, why this is all, why we're here, how we even came here in a sense was because earth needs to go through this ascension and outside they can't the galactic races can't interfere with earth that's one of the rules from the outside only the only time they can interfere is when like the atomic bomb came to being and they almost blew up the planet and then the galactics came in and made sure that they don't <laughs> blow up the place right otherwise they can't interfere so why we became a sense hybrid in a sense and then they realized well if we can't go from the outside in then we'll go from the inside out in a sense so then that's when we started taking birth on this planet um to do the work within and we're not infiltrating from without so that's why we struggle Bringing the ground really, yeah and that's why we really struggle um, being here on so many different levels. Like some of my friends and I even talk about, we're like, I'm like, wherever I come from manifesting so easy and whatever's happening here, it's like, like, I don't get why I come up with something and it's just not here. Like every day I'm like, I really don't understand this. I did all the work of putting it together and it should just be here. Yeah. And it's like, it's so dense, you know, we're just like, you just constantly feel like you're being crushed. And that's because, yeah, like our little light bodies, um, aren't used to this environment at all. I've actually had this vision of a, of a recent past life where I had like this really strong feeling I was here because I was born in 1980 and I had this really strong feeling I was in music in LA in like 69 time area, like then during that music time. Cause whenever I first ever heard that music, like it resonated in my soul. And I, and then if I ever see people doing heroin, like in a movie or anything, I instantly get a panic attack and my arm will start aching. And I've had this really strong, like I've never gone fully into the past life, but these reoccurring like thoughts or I'm constantly being told that I died in a past life during that time from a heroin overdose. And I was deeply involved in the music scene. 
then as I kept going down this path of starseed and all this stuff for the past two years, then spirit told me, and this was like a really interesting thought, is that I came here to acclimate, but I didn't live a full life. It was like kind of like an acclimation life to get the energy and get myself into this field, but I wasn't meant to stay. And then I left for like a little bit and then I come, came back again at a certain open point to then do the mission, but I had to come for like a trial mission or whatever first. Yeah. That's interesting. That reminds me of just like the children that, that are coming in now, right that are really, that have the blueprint really to create the new earth. It's almost like we're meant to come in to really create the foundation and then they're coming into this blueprint. But by what you're saying, it kind of sounds like you almost had to come in to like get an imprint of like how it really works here, right? And that's my understanding of at least information that I've gained through through my channelings is that these children are coming in and they actually haven't even lived a lifetime on the earth before they're just pulling imprints from the akash to really understand how the the system works down here to have an idea of it so they're pulling in these memories that aren't actually theirs um, i felt that with me because mm. Th- that reminded I've, me of that when you were saying that either i've been here before but an extremely long fucking time ago mm-hmm. or i've just been pulling do you know it's like did you ever read the book host by Stephanie Meyer, the lady that wrote Twilight. She wrote this book, Host, and it's a really horrible movie. The movie's just wretched. Um, But the host, the book Host was good, but she talked about like when the alien being, it was like the silverly little like implanty thing and it would go into the back of the human's head. And then that's how the alien being could like then be in the human. And then it would share the mind though. So like in the main girl that the book's about, they're like fighting with each other because she didn't fully leave. Like she's still there. Cause she's a hard, like a, like a very like um, strong-minded girl. Mm-hmm. And, but what they talk about in that is that they would feed, somehow they would feed this, the, the alien being thing the information to like of those they would get the download of that person's memories Mm. so they're not them anymore but they have their face but they also have their memories but they're not them but the the girl didn't ever leave so it was like a whole thing but that like that's sometimes what I think of I'm like some of these like past life things or like memories or different things like when I have certain callings to things I'm like is it mine am I supposed to go do work there was it a past life? But I'm like, I really don't feel like I've been here before. Like there's this part of me that feels like I've been learning how to be human since I was little. I'd be like, okay, that's what you do to be human. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's what you do to be human. Okay. And then sometimes I would play a game called like, I'm an alien. This is no one would play with me. I'd be by myself (laughs) in my own head throughout my life. And I'd be like, okay, in this situation, I'm going to be an alien looking in on this of like, like, I'm going to pretend I'm not them for a minute. And I would observe social, social situations, or let's say concerts or just different human things that like everybody does. And they're really into, and I would play alien and not (laughs) do it. 
and observe them. And I'd be like, this is so fucking weird. Like these people are so weird. Like the things they do are so bizarre, like for their entertainment or their this or that. And then there's part of me that does feel like I'm here and I'm human and I do human things, but it's this, it's like been very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it could be that you took in an imprint or even, um, have you heard the term walk-in? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't feel, unless it was like when I was a baby. Yeah. As of being me of since I was like two, cause I can remember all my memories till two, I I've been the same me. Hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. It's interesting when I, when I first heard that term and I think that, that a lot of, of the children that are being born right now as well are kind of falling under that category of coming in as a walk-in or maybe even not fully landing in their body, <clears throat> excuse me, because of the trauma that they're maybe experiencing right now. And then just also, you know, what's happening to kids worldwide right now with just the health crisis and everything going on, right? So I think that a lot of them aren't really wanting to fully land in their bodies. So maybe it's having the sole contract of coming in at a later time after the trauma has already been because they don't want to have that karma to relive, right? They're not here to clear through the karma like we are. They're here to really just build this new earth to have this blueprint. So it's almost like bypassing the karmic cycles um, in a sense. Yeah. Doreen Virtue talked about all of this too. Like I said, Dolores Cannon did the waivers. When I first had the understanding of part of the mission and my my role in it here um, was was in in the two, early 2000s when I did come across Dorian Virtue's work, and she talks about it in the way of light workers, indigos, crystals, rainbows, mm-hmm. and the light workers are the generations before me, and they were very small in number, and then the mm-hmm. indigos is my generation, and then whoever feels like they fit and beyond whoever feels like they fit in that. I don't feel like there's a really solid cutoff, but like the indigos are really here that they're meant to. And I very strongly felt this to really be a part of the deconstruction and to break down these systems. And it's interesting because being 40, you being in your thirties, right? Like we're in those ages now where we can actually do something about it. We can actually make, see those changes out and help facilitate the deconstruction of this stuff because we're old enough to, to have control or to be able to take control. Right. And the indigos are here to be, to assist in the deconstruction because the crystals can't resonate in these old, uh, industries and structures and, um, indoctrinations or whatever you want to call them institutions that's the word I'm looking for they just and that's why these younger kids like they have all these behavioral problems or saying that they're this or that or diagnosing them with all this bullshit because they actually are too heightened to even be in the structure but we haven't deconstructed fast enough yet to give them a foundation to to live the way that they're supposed to live And then with the rainbows coming in, like they're just super etheric, like you said, like they don't even, but what's interesting is like, we're not there yet to fully house these kids. And like, I felt like we were maybe getting there before we took a hard left down this like pandemic bullshit and everything that's came with that. I feel like I tell people, I've always known there's going to be a split in society. I didn't know it was coming when it was coming, but I've known it since I was little. 
I saw, I was given a vision of something similar, but like, I think when I connect with a lot of people, they didn't know what was going to get this gnarly. Mm -hmm. Like we all knew it was going to be tough, but we didn't know it was going to be this like next level thing where a lot of us are like, even Alma and I are just like, did, did we really sign up with like, what is this? Were we duped? Like, what is what this is getting gnarly, you know, like, and I feel like it's maybe starting to shift back, but there was like a moment where I was like, we are so far away from creating this place for these beings to live. Yeah, absolutely. I do feel like with what you're saying, right, things are really speeding up, um, especially after this last portal. I was actually yesterday listening to some channelings from Barbara Masiniak, mm-hmm. who wrote Bringers of the Dawn. And Which she- for the listeners, I'll link that. I'll write that in the show notes so that it's a very powerful channeled book and very dear to my heart and to my journey. Honestly, it's family of light too is really powerful. Family of light is another one as well. Um, So she, she calls the ones that are here to really break down the systems, the, the system breakers, renegades of light, right? Where these renegades coming into these dark systems, really bringing in anchoring in this light, mm-hmm. the light is this higher frequency in a dense space so it's creating all of this chaos and she was actually speaking of she channeled this oh gosh I think it was like five five or six years ago she was saying that in 2022 actually it was supposed to be just after this portal that happened that there was going to be a global health crisis and she said I feel like it's going to come sooner because everything is speeding up Mm. um And a beautiful channeling that I actually heard from Elizabeth April, I'm not sure if you follow her, but she's actually Canadian. And she was speaking into what was happening with the trucker convoy there. And she channels the Galactic Federation. And they, she basically asked them, like, did you have any part in this? Like, what exactly is happening on, you know, the higher ends of things? And they stated, because this is a free will universe, like you're saying, they can't step in. But what happened is they said, this wasn't us, this was the people. So by the people finally standing up for their rights and being sovereign, and they opened a portal for, not for the the Family of Light or Galactic Federation to come in and kind of like manipulate this situation, but by by demanding change, they opened a portal for them to come in and assist. So subconsciously by doing that, they are now coming in just like for us, right? If we say, yes, this is a free will universe, but we're opening our channel and we're allowing for this information to come through for us to be assisted. And of course, we always have free will with what we want to do with it. But on a massive scale, what that did is that actually opened up a portal for that information to come through in, in massive wavelengths. So I I do agree. I think right now in the moment that we're in, we're not ready. But I think with what's happening is there's just these massive floods of information coming through and things are going to unfold very rapidly. And I think everything's happening in divine timing. So if the babies are landing, like they know something maybe that we we don't know. know, Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I wanted to plug in quick of just and share with everyone and then we should wrap it up soon. Quickly talk about light language. And like I said, I want, I would love for you to give us a little, a little light language. Um, but yeah, what was so cool about, like I said, in the beginning here is when Shiloh and I dropped in and we, we were talking about her last name and she's finished and I'm finished. And 
and I've talked about my journey with my ancestors as of recent and how I'm being really called to dig in this finish line. And she was just talking about how she's been having these energies come up to dig in this finish line and how, like, I was just saying, like, I feel like there's something there originally for me of like, really, I don't know what is in our, what happens in Finland that's like might be something that I was like is there a bunch of witches there is there a bunch of like um medicine people there that we don't know about like there we're both being called to the same land and being that we're both star seeds and we're so dedicated to our work and the path and to expanding that it, it's really interesting I just wanted to mention it here right now because I was like I joked and not joking actually, I wasn't joking. Like, let's go to Finland and see what this is. And let's go together, you know, and whoever else wants to come is fine. But like, I, I just like got this really drop in, like, we're supposed to go there together and like, find something <laughs> like something's waiting for us there of like some type of like, information or medicine or something that we both don't know about. And I feel it yeah. really strongly. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. As soon as you were opening up about your lineage, it was giving me chills. And I've been feeling that pull for a while that there's something that there's something in that ancestral line for me to figure out. So the fact that you're on uh, the same path with that, I, I definitely think that there's something to dig deeper in with that for for both of us. Yeah. And what's interesting is when I was talking to my dad about when the great grandparents came over from Finland on my father's side, is that they left to escape from being put into the Russian army. So my dad said once they got here there, and that was like before any real solid communication that they never really communicated back with that family line again, because they would also, I don't know, I don't know how it all worked, but I know in America, when you like were a draft dodger, like you were punished if you got caught, right? So um, I don't know if maybe they just like cut the line to that. And that's why that felt always very cut to me because there was no connection back to that lineage. So we essentially know like absolutely nothing about them. Yeah. Which is so crazy. So we're going to, do you have any thoughts you want to drop in on that before we go into light language? Um, no, I mean, it definitely all resonates and I'm really, um, I think just this conversation has really sparked something deep within me of really uh, diving deep into my lineage. And I'm excited to see what unfolds for both yeah. of us. Little, little Finnish girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to like, I was so curious to when and hear about your, do you have a few more minutes? Are you okay? I know like we're way over time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, when light language came to me, it was around that 4-4-2020 portal. And I saw someone doing it on YouTube, right? And I thought it was weird. I'll be honest. When I first watched it, and I'm like, I don't know about this. And then Spirit was like, no, you need to know about it. And I was like, okay. And I sat at my altar and the first night that I allowed it to come in and it was weird and like, I just, I wanted to judge it. And they're just like, just don't judge it and just allow, no one can hear you. No one can see you. So it doesn't matter. Right. And just allow it to come through. 
And there were moments I know I looked like so ridiculous, right? But I had to do all these things to like get to allow it to come into my body and allow it to come through and put myself and my ego away and really allow this channel to start opening. And the more and more, and then I would just practice like over and over and over sitting in the space, opening up. And that's when I started connecting to the Octarians. And I'm like, don't overthink it. Don't, you know, and like, don't overthink it and don't judge it, whatever you do. And it has now became such an integral part of like my healing. When I do healings, when I sit in meditation, it a lot, a lot of times lately, it just comes through in song. It comes through in different dialect. It comes through in different, like, like, you know, scales, like, you know what I mean? And, um, it, it's just became this like really beautiful channel. And when I work with different people, there it's like it changes and it comes through to them differently as specific messages for them and their like dialect in a sense and that's basically so i've only been working with light language and allowing it to come through over the past two years but there was something that ava was saying when i was on the land and i was showing people my art is she's like your art already does shine through as light language like stuff you did like 20 years ago. And then I started remembering back to my doodles. I would always doodle a certain way in my notebooks growing up. And like looking back, I'm like, I was drawing light language like long before, and they were just doodles that I had any idea what any of this is. And I always find that so cool when you do things as a kid that like, you know, it's like, you're that creepy kid, like drawing something obsessively. And it actually like does mean something, but they always show it in the movies. Like the kids like, (laughs) and you're like, oh my gosh, I was like tapped into things. I didn't even know I was tapped into and doing things. I didn't even know I was doing long Mm -hmm. before. And I would even like at work, sometimes I would get bored and I would get looped into these, making these sounds sometimes even. And I'm like, holy shit. I was actually like doing light language. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not that weird for me after all. And it's kind of always been with me, but it wasn't until it fully came online for me after coming across some YouTube videos in the beginning of 2020. So I was curious when, how, where, why um, with you. So I will say first, I love how you just explained, you know, as, as a kid, you were doodling because that's kind of the same way that I explain it, right? There are three different ways to channel light language. You can channel through speaking, through writing and through movement. And I really do think as kids, we were all writing light language. We all love to doodle on our notebooks. Like I don't know one kid that wasn't doing that, right? Um, Same with dance. Like so many times in a static dance, it's almost like you can feel these energies kind of like overtaking you. And it's just, you're really just moving energy and and moving light codes. Um, And it's such a beautiful thing. But yeah, again, a very similar story in 2020 is when I first connected to it and started started channeling. I think the first time that it ever came through, I was on a medicine journey and it just started coming through as like these light clicks and I didn't really fully understand what it was. And then I kind of tuned in, someone had, send, had said light language and I kind of connected the two. Then a teacher that I was already working with and a mentor actually brought out a light language course where she could really tap you into your own channel, basically by her speaking it through meditations, it unlocks your own channel. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did that and it really came online for me. Um, 
but it's almost funny how you explain it as well, right? Like allowing it to come in, letting your ego go aside because it is this very weird thing. It is a very high vibration. And when I first opened up my channel to it, it was, it almost seemed like chaotic for me. Like I couldn't fully control it. It was like coming through my limbs. Um, Mm -hmm. I had this one night where I was at a dinner party and it was like this crazy storm. And I was around people that maybe didn't really connect or understand what that was on that level. And I was on the balcony and and I was just was fully coming through me. And it was the first time my channel really came online. So it took me a minute to, to really allow myself to be able to open and close, close my channel properly. And it's just, it, it, it's such a high vibration for your dense body. It just takes some recalibration, I guess you could say. But for me, the definition would really be, it's a cosmic channel language. It's, it's the language of your soul. And it channels through me and speaks from me directly to your higher self. So it'll bypass the conscious mind, dive deep into the subconscious. And there's this high intelligence within the vibrations that will just know what it needs to do to your energetic system, right? It'll go in, it'll recalibrate, rebundle the DNA, plug in old dormant parts of your DNA. Um, it can recalibrate and clear out chakra centers. So any block energy that you may, may have that needs to be moved out just by being open and receiving it, it will just go through and completely clear out your system. And then if there's any information that needs to get to your higher self, there can then be downloads that come through as well, where you can pick up on different information and really embody that. So for me, it's been one of the most powerful tools that, that I've opened up to. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's in my work and evolution of my work. It's really like, it's, it's just brought a whole other thing to it. And yeah, yeah, like speaking to the person's like soul, right. Or spirit Mm -hmm. or higher self or whatever it is. Like there's sometimes the messages come through for people and I know what it is. Mm -hmm. And then I let them know after. And there's other times that it comes through and I actually don't know what it is. And they come out of the healing and they're like, this is what it told me. So it's really cool to see those two things where I'm meant to be the translator of it. And then there's times I'm not even meant to translate it for them. It's they're they're meant to, and they're like, I can't even believe like I knew what you were saying. Yeah. And I'm like, cause it's yours, you know, it's not mine. It's your, it's for you. Absolutely. It's your own lineage of, of, of language. Right. Yeah. I've had some powerful experiences um, with just, allowing it to kind of do body work on people mm-hmm. um and their experience with it um and and like you're saying right what they have experienced what i feel like it's doing for them when we were at the women's retreat one of the women felt like there was an unlocking that needed to be done from one of her galactic timelines and i was just over top of her kind of speaking and moving the energy and i felt this unlocking come with like my hand like kind of did that three times mm-hmm. and i could just as soon as i finished that and her eyes were closed she didn't even know where where i was or what i was doing as soon as i did that her whole body released and then she just had this flood of um this past timeline that came in that was trying to come in but there was resistance like probably the ego right coming in the way or or maybe block energy in the body um, so it's so fascinating trauma yeah it's so fascinating what it can really bring to others and I also loved how you said that there's different dialects that come through and sometimes it's in song 
um, I've been really playing with that and just allowing when I feel the channel to wanting to come through and just sometimes I'll put on a song and I'll dance and it's almost like this chanting and it really connects into where it feels really tribal sometimes. Sometimes yes. it feels really sometimes it feels really galactic mm -hmm. um and it's just really fun to play with it's really fun to play with my tribal came through was at the same trip in minnesota and i um took the canoe out to the island and i went to the back part of the island and i just sat and was meditating and then all of a sudden like the tribal light language started coming through and it was super cool because i was just in this song for like oh i don't even know how long i was sitting there and i was like doing the beat on on the ground of the island but i could feel the hollowness under the island and so it did this like other energy and i was just like so in it and it was so much fun i was like oh we just activated some like really deep shit and now like when i come home it comes out a lot when i'm by myself the tribal like i feel like it's just kind of like i'll bring it eventually to the sound baths when it feels i i do it when it feels you know what i mean um Lately, what's been happening, like a lot of times in the beginning of the sound bath, it would want to come through. Then sometimes for a while at the end of the sound bath, it would want to come through. And now what's happening is since I got my Tibetan bowl that I've been putting on people, it's becoming, it's coming through to everyone individually during that time. So, and I'm always open to where it wants to come, but now it seems like it's less of like a group thing that it's coming out for the group and more of like being concentrated to these this one-on-one -on -one moments with when the people have when i'm at the end when i'm anchoring everyone back in is that's when it's really wanting to come through for each person which is really cool and like especially on 222 some powerful um things were coming through for people as we were closing out that night and like even me like i was just like whoa that was a lot of like and people like that were new to sound bath and new to spirituality and everything there was a few in the group and they were just like i t like same thing like i totally knew what you were saying and it's like i never know how sometimes some people like will receive it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like so i just try to like sometimes i even whisper it so it, it's not like so jarring to them or take them fully out of where they're at but it can kind of just like ease into their experience so because I, I i really don't want people to like fall into that ego or judgment. And so far from the feedback that I've had, people haven't been experiencing that, even people that don't really understand it, which is really good because then it allows me to keep expanding with that. Yeah. But in the healings, I never want to take people out, you know what I mean? Of if they're really deep, I want them to stay where they are. So I've just been kind of like playing around with, you know, different ways in which to let it come through to people. But yeah. It is a very vulnerable thing to express because you never know how it is going to be received. But yeah, same thing. I do feel like everyone, whether they really fully understand it or not, has some sort of an experience with it. And I will say that you hold a very powerful container in your sound baths. Your sound baths are on a level of something that I've never really experienced. So I feel yeah. like that container in itself, right, just holds... Uh -huh so much light and it's so encoded with um what needs to come through the intelligence that it'll just know when to come through when it's meant to and and who it's meant to connect with right and it's, yeah it, that's the the most uh fun thing about it is it, it holds this intelligence where you don't need to know where or when right it just it knows where it needs to go yeah and it's like not 
for us to, to yeah. judge or know, or when, you know, and like, that was one thing when I trained with Doreen Virtue back a long time ago in 2007 in Hawaii, that was the, one of the phrases that actually like stuck with me all these years is like, in a sense, if you get nervous, focus on service. And I've always taken that even just not even if I'm nervous of just like, it's not about you to decode or no, it's just literally about you being that open channel. And it's like, you can't judge it, right? Because it's, it's, it has nothing to do with you and whoever's receiving it. it. It's not even, you can't, it's not even about you of how they receive it. Right. So if they don't even receive it, right. That's really not your problem either. Cause like, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, the energy and frequency that's coming through, you know, I think we can't even really translate into into human words, right? Because there are really no human words for a lot of, of that frequency and energy. And that's why it's meant to just come through as energy and, and frequency. Um, mm-hmm. to be yeah. Open and- yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you for everyone watching and listening. And how about you just close out the show? and give us a little taste of your magical light language. And then we'll just sign off from there. Absolutely. I would love to. And thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. <laughs>